0: Glory to Jesus Christ, and welcome back to The Conversation with Bishop Brian Beda. I'm Subdeacon Sean Goldman. Over the last few months, our churches have been closed, and they've been closed because secular authorities have not seen them as an essential service. Bishop Brian challenges this notion and he points to out anecdotal information that seems to indicate that mental health issues have been on the increase during the time of COVID. Issues like depression, anxiety, alcoholism, and even suicide seem to be on the rise. Bishop Bryan puts forward the idea that churches should remain open precisely because they offer individuals the spiritual supports they need to cope with the anxiety and stress of a pandemic. Following Bishop Bryan's comments, we'll hear from both Father Warren Dungan in Saskatchewan and Father Michael Hayes up in Kenora, Ontario, who are both priests in the Ukrainian Greek Catholic Church. Father Warren and Father Michael address the issues involved in administering the sacraments of both confession and communion during a time of COVID. The conversation is held every Thursday night from 7 to 9 p.m. as a Zoom call. If you want to participate in this Zoom call, send me an email at s g m e t a n o i a at gmail.com You can email me a question that you want to ask the bishop or you can come on to the Zoom call yourself. If you're coming on be prepared to participate in a conversation with one of our priests or with Bishop Brian in smaller breakout rooms. You can come on to the conversation or just email me a question. But either way we want you to participate in this conversation. Glory to Jesus Christ.
1: Number four, but maybe we will, I think we'll be able to get through all our questions tonight. Maybe we could start with question number four, which is about church reopenings. I was just talking about that here in Toronto. Um, can you give us an update on the reopenings of the church? And how long do you think these measures will be in place? Um, Why are churches required to make lists of people attending when other institutions are not? And um, how are we to go to confession when the priests are not offering that?
2: Okay. Um, uh, In general, it's been interesting to see how the government uh, treats places of worship, be it of any faith, and how uh places of worship have uh, looked at the government, I think there's been some some uh movement back and forth as to uh, what each other thinks of each other and and, and uh, how they want to control each other um, From the absolute ridiculous, you know you can have uh hundreds of people in a store. Uh, a large one and yet you were only allowed to have 10 people in a in a cathedral that holds 2000 people. Yeah. Uh no no comparison. Uh you know it's, it's totally ridiculous. I think a lot of it and and uh Deacon Bennett has spoken about this a lot of it is a uh, ignorance of what actually happens in a church. You know, they think they're going to be singing and kissing and hugging and sharing food and, and everything else like this. And, you know, something that only should happen in a house. Uh, and uh, I can't say that, you know, you know, about everyone, certainly not. But there have been uh, some, some people who are just not aware of what uh, is entailed in a service and so uh we we can easily block off portions of the the building and uh, you know uh follow the rules uh follow the distancing rules etc uh and yet we are still held to a higher standard um and uh, this is not the first time and it won't be the last so uh Somebody got to d- decide what is essential and what's not essential. I would, I would uh, have challenged that myself, right from the get-go. I think uh, places of worship, places for people to, to meet and spiritually share with each other, and um, and, and and so I think uh, there's uh, an inequality, uh, as I think unfair as that is. These are essential things that people needed to process. Um, we, we all know that people have to cope with different issues in their life. And spiritually coping with your situation is a very profound way and a good and healthy way to deal with the challenges you face. You take that away and you get, uh, and I get these inf- this information from ICU nurses that i know a sharp increase in liver disease Mm. Uh, look at the purchasing uh, of alcohol skyrocketed
3: Mm.
2: um icu information uh numerous increase uh in numbers numerous people uh suiciding you know uh, and the most tragic, I, I was on uh, YouTube and, and watched a guy, uh, a gentleman whose 12-year-old son, really bright kid, I think we mentioned that before, committed suicide. And he, And he says he didn't have his friends, he didn't have his classes, he didn't have sports, he didn't have the other ways to deal with the stress that he normally had available to him, you know? So I, I think spiritual uh, solace, uh, spiritual conversation, etc., expression uh, to God about how this is going is a fundamental problem that I would look back at COVID and say um, I really challenge the fact that uh, worship was not considered essential. I think mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it is is essential. And if anyone dare look at, at the, some of the numbers and the and the fruits of uh, what was taking place, um, it's most unfortunate. So, um, having said that, I think uh, the reopening, we are still trying to to hold our head high, and uh, one reason, I mean, uh, for taking the names and addresses is for tracking. Um, although I, we heard about the home hardware in, in Toronto here in Richmond Hill, not home hardware, I think it was uh, Home Depot or something, whichever store it was, you know, like they had a dozen workers <laughs> at had COVID. They didn't have the numbers. What are they going to do? Check all the, the uh, receipts of all mm. the people that were in the store and phone them? Mm. They just did a blanket, you know, if you were there, you might want to get checked. And we're doing way better than that. We are saying no. Um, we'll know who was in our churches, and and uh, we can we can do that. So, um, part of the the vocation, if you will, of, of being Christians is, is uh, to take the high road, and even though we find injustice, uh, or we can look at it that way in many cases, um, I think. Uh, we We uh, have to to bear that and, and in in the name of the Christ that we follow or uh the other uh deities that other religious uh groups follow um i, I, I think uh we have to uh lo- look and, and and take the high road in, in situations like this you know mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: And um, just the, there's one more question there. Maybe Father Warren or Father Michael can get it. Um, A lot of people have have not been able to go to a confession in a while. So our, our, and I know at our parish, I think the person who asked this question was from St. Demetrius and we've been told that there won't be confession on the weekend. So um, how can people deal with that situation?
3: So, uh, I mean, the way that I've worked it is for anybody who needs confession that we can work it on a one-on-one kind of a situation where we can respect our, our distancing, you know, and uh, I mean, for large groups, it's going to be difficult to accommodate. But for a larger, a larger, sorry, for individuals that are making appointments, you know, we can be in the church, we can keep six feet apart, that's not a problem. I can have nobody else, you know, kind of in the church if need be or whatever. Uh, The other option people have, you know, weather permitting, you know, you can still be outside and you can have that uh, confession outside if need be. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of uh, flexibility that, you know, we have with that. I I do want to say that one of the things I'm not sure if it was said just with the registration list is that, you know, not only for being able to do quick contract tracing and and any one of us would like to know if there was somebody there we knew was in our midst and we never said anything. I mean, we would want that reported as soon as possible, if, if that in fact was the case, but also that we stay within our numbers um, and that uh, we don't want to go mm-hmm. over the limits. And so uh, I, I think many parishes are finding that uh, trying to seat everybody with and keeping the spacing is actually the greatest challenge, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to do with, like in Saskatchewan here, we have a 30% capacity of a church. My church of 200 seats you know, that's like 67, you know, people or whatever it works out to be. But I trying to keep them six feet apart while I can really only do 44. So I'm kind of limited with that. But confession, uh, I think the easiest solution is to make a private appointment. Okay. Yeah. And did you, do, were you guys finding out West when um, you were
1: opening your parishes that a lot of people initially were coming or were people holding back?
3: Yeah, so good thing. So I'm, I mostly have country parishes, so my seven little small ones, but I've had uh, liturgy in uh, four of, or three of them in Saskatchewan and uh, one in Manitoba already. Our Manitoba one that we had a 25 capacity, I had 21 people come, uh, and 23 would have come uh, if, uh, if there were two others would have come in town. Uh, I had a uh, burial that took place, and so we were only at that time allowed 30 and uh, I had 22, and my main parish here, they you know where I could have had 44, I had 16. So, uh, oh, and uh, I guess Wadena, uh, I had, uh, they could have probably had 25. Uh, I, I had like 17. So, I mean, our numbers were probably two thirds what I would have expected, so we weren't maxing out our, our numbers. Even in Yorkton, where we have uh, a larger parish there, they, and they had multiple services. They were prepared to do four liturgies on a Sunday, mm-hmm. um, on the first Sunday back. And they ended up only doing three after mm-hmm. all. And uh, and they weren't uh, over, over full as such. So, yeah, I think people are a little cautious, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with mm-hmm. coming back with comfortable. And uh, our practices for communion and everything else worked very slick. Our seating system worked very slick. Uh, it just really requires us to have ushers. I think ushers are really going to help communicate well. And the first Sunday back, you just need to over-communicate a little bit and give mm-hmm. yourself a little extra time so everybody knows what's happening. Right.
1: And I know we're, we're still asking for volunteers at St. Demetrius. Uh, Peter Mokri, the parish president, has put a call out if anybody wants to help out with that, with managing the door and the intake. Uh Father Father Michael, how are you how are you guys doing communion in time of COVID? How do you how, how are you navigating that issue?
2: Well, what um what I'll probably be doing is taking the chalice out to the people, basically starting at the back and moving away to the front. And then go up the aisles as well. Because having people lining up, it's gonna be next to impossible to keep them apart. Right. And right. and so so I'll take the chalice out to uh the people and have someone follow behind me most likely my wife who will who will be carrying uh the bowl or the the the, the a cup with the 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 spoons and then the bowl for the the used spoons.
1: Okay. So, Are you using metal spoons or plastic spoons? Uh stainless
2: steel. Stainless steel.
1: So they can okay. they
2: can be they can be uh boiled and sterilized and reused.
1: Mm, okay. Very good. Uh